Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. No one likes to be deceived. It makes us feel foolish and naive. Nobody appreciates that. Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that more of us than not have been deceived and continue to be deceived by the devil and his demons. They will stop at nothing to avert and distract us from the big picture, which is Christ himself. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 5th, 2023. We know that Balaam ultimately succeeded in bringing a curse upon the Israelites in the end, which is why we have so many references to him doing that, chief of which is the one we just read in Revelation. Apparently there were those that were holding to specifically the doctrine of Balaam. What's the doctrine? A teaching. What was his teaching, his doctrine? He taught Balak how to seduce the Israelites. Well, how's he going to seduce the Israelites? With the Moabites. So here's the deal, Black. I, I still want to get paid. I know how you can do this. It's just not going to be this way. But here's a way. I cannot curse them, but they can bring it upon themselves. Well, how are we going to do that? Well, let me teach you how. You're going to get the Moabite women, and you're going to get them to seduce the Israelite men. And then they're going to commit sexual immorality, which will arouse the ire of their God, and they'll bring it upon themselves. That which I could not do and cannot do outwardly, they will do inwardly. And in that seduction by these Moabite women, these mixed marriages of the Moabites to the Israelites, this perverted marriage, Pergamos, they're also going to be given over to the idolatry and start worshiping the gods with a little g of the Moabites. And that'll do it. And make the check out too, (laughs) because that's how to bring it upon themselves. This is a textbook case of, if you can't beat them, join them. Yes, the gates of hell won't prevail against the church, so it joins the church. And apparently they had joined the church in Pergamos, literally, and so too are they alive and well in the church today prophetically. It's for this reason I titled the second service sermon, 
the casualty of spiritual immaturity, such that Balaam's prey on the vulnerable. Can I say it like this? The seducible. I think we do err greatly when we're naively dismissive of the casualties of seduction satanically and the ensuing deception doctrinally. You know what's really sad? We're told the number of the casualties that day in Numbers chapter 25 verse 9, it says, those that died in the plague, plague, they brought it upon themselves, were 24,000. 24,000 casualties, avoidable casualties, unnecessary casualties. I want to maybe put that number in perspective. That's half roughly, approximately, the population of Kaneohe proper. 24,000 casualties. Why? Because they were seduced. They were deceived. They would buy the lie and it would cost them their life. Now, here's the question. How does this apply to Bible prophecy? I have no idea. Let's close in prayer. (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. Here's the answer in a sentence. The last day's church is being deceived into mixing with the world in a mixed and even corrupted, perverted marriage to the world. So what follows is an explanation and demonstration of how it is that the last day's church is being seduced and deceived. I mean, it's bus up. Can I just say it like that? I mean, it's upside down. The, the, the condition of the church today, well, we were told it would be this way. I suppose in some way we should not be surprised. In the last days they're going to depart from and go after and follow after. Peter says the uh, greed of Balaam. Jude says the way of Balaam. Revelation says the doctrine of Balaam. They're going to be seduced by this. They're going to be led astray by this to their own peril. Are they still saved? Yes. We'll see them in heaven. But how sad that they would be led astray, that they would be seduced and deceived. By way of a preface, I'll just humbly ask that you hear me out on this by virtue of the seductive nature of this, because this seduction and deception is massive on a global scale. Let me explain that real quick before I move any further. 
the deception politically, the seduction politically, the deception economically, the seduction economically. I mean, it's a pretty lengthy list, and one for which we don't have the time to go through thoroughly today. But I do want to take two on that list, because they go together. And the two are climate change and the COVID vaccines, so-called. Ah, there you go again. I knew you would get there. Hey. Again, if you'll hear me out, this is the deception of deceptions. And we'll see it in the book of Revelation at the conclusion. And we've talked about this for the last three years, by the way, not two, three years, <laughs> since 2020. What if I said to you that climate change is a religion? Would you agree? Uh, the Apostle Paul would agree, Romans chapter 1, you worship the creation and not the creator. This is Mother Earth worship. It's very satanic. It's very seductive. And the climate change doctrine, doctrine, demonic. The climate change seduction, seduction, satanic. Talk more about that in a moment. Well, how, how do the COVID vaccines, so-called, which you seem uh, determined to talk about every week, you better believe it. Um, how does that tie in together with climate change? Oh, again, I'm so glad you asked. Let's ask the CDC. Pictured here is a screenshot of a post from the CDC titled, <laughs> quote, Climate Effects on Health. Oh, Here's some of what it says, quoting, Climate change, together with other natural and human-made health stressors, influences human health and disease in numerous ways. Some existing health threats will intensify, and new health threats will emerge. Fear, fear, fear! Not everyone is equally at risk. Important considerations include age, economic resources, and location. In the U.S., public health can be affected by disruptions of physical, biological, and ecological systems, including disturbances originating here and elsewhere. The health effects of these disruptions include, you ready? Increased respiratory and cardiovascular disease. <laughs> Sound familiar? Uh, injuries and premature deaths related to extreme weather events. Changes in the prevalence and geographical distribution of food. And waterborne illnesses and other infectious diseases and threats to mental health. Translated, people are dying by the millions, the hundreds of millions, by the way, because of climate change. 
Oh, that's why? No, that's not why. That's what they want you to believe because they want to deceive you to believe that. It's a deception. It's a seduction. It's satanic. It's demonic. Climate change. Well, last week, when Bill Gates boarded his climate and carbon unfriendly private jet to be interviewed in Australia by the Lowry Institute. So the interview starts off with Bill Gates addressing climate change, no surprises, which again is, it's such a diabolical, by the way, diabolos is devil, diabolical, evil, (laughs) deceptive. It, It is so deceptive because there is climate change because these conspirators are changing the climate. Why are they changing the climate? Because they want to destroy God's creation. Land, air, sea, God created the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and all that in them is. And this is an evil plot and conspiracy. And yes, I'm using that word. I'm not going to let the CIA hijack that word. I shouldn't use the word hijack, but you get the point. It is a conspiracy. What's a conspiracy? It's a, a group conspiring conspiracy, an evil conspiracy, an evil plot, an evil plan, agenda. Can I use that word? What, what, what's the, the evil agenda? Oh, it's to destroy your eggs, <laughs> your chickens. I'm not talking about the feral chickens down your lane either, of which we have. If you, if you want some chickens, just let me know. We got a lot of them, and they keep multiplying those things, and there's no eggs though. And that's too bad, because aren't eggs now about $500,000 a dozen, if you can find them? That's because they just keep burning down the factories, which they did last week. Because <laughs> eggs are hurting the climate. Really? This was not in my notes. I should probably stay on message here with my notes. So they're changing the climate by manipulating and geoengineering the weather because they want to poison God's creation, chief of which is man, the creation of God, in the image of God. I hope this doesn't come as a surprise to you, but Satan hates you because you're made in the image of God. So he wants to destroy you. He wants to kill you. So Satan possesses demonically these conspirators, as I call them, to do his bidding and to carry out his bidding. And I'll take it a step further and suggest that if Bill Gates is still fully human, he may not be. He may already be transhuman. That's not hyperbole. If he's still human, he is at the very least 
demonically possessed. Because that's the only explanation for why he would do what he does. They're manipulating, geoengineering the weather, changing the climate. So he talks about his philanthropic, you know, efforts to save the planet. Listen, I want to be careful here, because I remember a Calvary pastor one time getting in a little bit of hot water, which is like my daily lot. I <laughs> Welcome to my world, the hot water world. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong, aren't we getting a new one? I mean, it's all going to burn anyway. Well, come on, aren't you concerned about the environment? Well, of course I am. <laughs> but I'm not going to try to save the Titanic from sinking. It's going to sink. And we're going to get a new one, way more better one. <laughs> the new heavens and the new earth. And by the way, when we get to chapter 3, Second Peter, uh, Peter goes into very graphic detail in a way concerning the burning of the earth. It'll be destroyed by fire. So have a nice afternoon. I mean, <laughs> save a whale, save a tree, save the planet. How about save a soul? Again, this should come as no surprise from one Bill Gates, given that his father, Bill Gates Sr. You know about this guy? We've covered it before. He was the father of eugenics. In fact, it used to be called that, and then they had to change the name to protect the guilty, so now we refer to it as Planned Parenthood. Infanticide. It's genocide. It's an evil genocide to reduce the population. When I say what I'm going to say the way I say it, you'll understand why. They are hell-bent, literally, on reducing the population killing mankind made in the image of God. Enter the so-called vaccine. This is, in Bill Gates' own words in 2020, the final solution. The final solution? That sounds familiar. It should. This is uh, Adolf Hitler's final solution the genocide, the, the culling, the reducing of the Jewish population. So it's just got new wrapping paper on it, same old thing. We just got to kind of put some new packaging on it so people will buy it. That's what it is. It is the final solution, by the way. This is a dream for them, a dream come true. I hope you don't tire of me saying it, but the, <laughs> the vaccine was never made for COVID. That's a deception. COVID was made for the vaccine, which by the way, uh, January of 2020, yeah, why not? Then President Trump had already entered into an agreement with Moderna for a COVID vaccine. 
January 2020. Let me try that again. (laughs) January 2020? Yeah. You mean they already had it? Oh yeah, come on. Man, we've got the final solution. Now how are we going to get people to take it so we can kill them? (laughs) Effects at it again. Well, I know. Let's uh, release a poison, a toxin, tell them it's a virus, and then they'll line up to take this kill shot. And that's exactly what happened and is happening. Oh, it'll stop infection. It'll block infection and transmission. Now, let me quote Bill Gates from this Lowry Institute interview. He says, quote, we also need to fix the three problems with vaccines. What? You weren't saying that in 2020. Still quoting? The current vaccines are not infection blocking. What? They're not broad. So when new variants come up, you lose protection and they have very short duration. What? Particularly in the people who matter, which are old people, and every one of those things is fixable. In fact, doing that work is going to help vaccinology very, very broadly, you know. We, for example, the Gates Foundations, we have a malaria vaccine, but it only lasts for (laughs) six months. And understanding, okay, how do we get the long-lived memory B cells? In that case, it's very similar to figuring out how we make these COVID vaccines last longer. Last longer? So this fortunately the rich world desires and the developing country desires actually aligned in terms of what the research and development agenda should look like. So within, still quoting, I'd say a decade, we will have a tool set for respiratory pandemics that will be excellent. And so the one thing that still hangs in the balance is, will we have the global capacity and the regular practice at regional and country levels that would mean that when a threat comes up, we act in such a way that it doesn't go global. In other words, that there isn't a pandemic because they only called a pandemic after it gets out. You know what he's saying? He's saying the so-called vaccines don't work, and they don't last. They don't stop transmission. I mean, please, (laughs) do you see how deceptive this is? It is a lie from the father of lies. And Gates and his evil gang promoted the vaccine saying, and I quote, everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission to other people and allowing society to get back to normal. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor J.D. has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn 
about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's jdfarag.org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also, on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually. Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass. So there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth. <laughs>